0: women podcast for your career and your life no matter what business you're in Hello and welcome to the Northern Power Women podcast. I'm your host Emma Roche and every week I'm joined by one of our phenomenal Northern Power Women community who we can all learn from and take top tips. And I can't quite believe it but today's is episode 150 of the Northern Power Women podcast. Who'd have thought it? We've been doing this podcast for almost 5 years starting back in 2017 with a passion to create a platform to talk about your career, your life, your lessons, and of course, showcase those brilliant role models. So thank you so much to every single one of you who's been on. And this week is no different as I have the pleasure of chatting to Revinda Chow, Chaw, Senior Legal Counsel for Siemens in Manchester and part of the Senior Leadership Team for Siemens Digital Industries Business. She's been practicing law for 18 years, 11 of which have been with Siemens across several countries in Canada, at the HQ in Germany, and now here at Siemens GB&I for the past six years. Rav as a strict attention to detail, but with that outside the box mindset, enabling creative and adaptive solutions. And in addition to a day job, which is very extensive, is part of the EDI community at Siemens, advocating for gender, race, and allyship, as well as founding the brand new race equality network, Empower UK. We have mentors, apprentices, graduates, and students, and in the greater Manchester community, as well as Siemens, including MBA students at the Alliance Manchester Business School, something that we are very, very passionate about here at Northern Power Women and our Power Collective. Mentoring is so, so important. And you're also leading Rav on a pilot reverse mentorship cross-company program for the Tech Inclusion Partnership, which is a group of EDI thought leaders collaboratively working to make the technology industry more inclusive. And rightfully so. This year, Rav has been added to the Northern Power Women List 2022. Welcome, Revinda.
1: Oh, thank you. Thank you for having me. It's, uh, it's such an honor to be on this, um, uh, on this podcast and it was an honor to receive the Power List Award this year. Thank you.
0: Do you consider yourself a role model? I think that's one of the things we always uh we always wrestling with when we were going through our nomination program. You clearly are, but sometimes it can be hard to recognize it in ourselves. Yeah,
1: um yeah, do I see myself as a role model? Um I think yes and no. We've had this chat before or you know where I, I just try to fill the gaps that I had in my childhood and early career in terms of not really having someone to look up to or someone to turn to for guidance. You know, and as you can imagine, um, growing up, and I'm going to date myself here, um, in the 70s, 80s and early 90s, (laughs) there weren't a lot of um, visible women in leadership or high-profile roles. And this is even on TV. You know, I was fortunate that the few women there were had done such an amazing job blazing that trail for others like me. So I've always seen it as my responsibility to continue to pay it forward for other young women. Some of my actions have been deliberate as part of that paying it forward concept, but some actions that others see as role modeling are just part of what I do. It's just who I am. So, you know, whether it's pulling aside some of our younger female colleagues uh, to chat about their careers or give them advice or to mentor them or just learning to speak up in meetings and against behaviors that, you know, I know are wrong. Because, again, that's just my personality. So some of my actions are deliberate. Some of it, again, is just what I do and what most of us just do.
0: And I love the pay it forward. We always talk about pay it forward, be generous with your skills and time and make a difference. And sometimes it's those, just think it's those little conversations that can make that massive difference, I think, don't you?
1: It is. And, and, you know, like sometimes you're just walking through the office and you see someone's face after they've just had a meeting and you know something's happened. We've been there, haven't we, where you can, where they've probably missed an opportunity to say something or somebody's really upset them. Uh, maybe it's a behavior or, or, a, or an action and they just don't know how to respond in the moment. So, you you know, you just, you know, go over and say, hey, you know, Let's come take a walk with me or grab a coffee and just sit them down and really just say what's going on. I can see you're upset, what's happening. And and sometimes that's all it needs to let that, that floodgate of frustration come out because they don't know who to talk to and they don't want to be seen as complainers. So again, it's just that, it's just you know what we do and in, in the situation uh, when you're walking through the office on these days or when you see somebody, a good friend, and you can see something's upset, then we just ask, right? And a lot of it just starts
0: with that asking. Absolutely. I think that was one of the conversations we talked about over lockdown. It's like, keep checking in, keep checking in on people, you know, and I think, I love the way you use the word sort of intentional. I think that's so important, intentional and sorry, and deliberate. I think that's something we talk about, intentional and deliberate actions and stuff like that, because they can mean such an awful lot. And you know what I loved um, last month, or was it the month before now, where does the time go? International Women's Day this year, you put A brilliant LinkedIn post out with a montage of women. Can you describe who was on your montage and why you posted it? Because I loved it. Yeah, I loved that montage.
1: When I found it, I thought, oh, this is the one. It was a montage of these brilliant television and feminist film icons and action heroes that I grew up with. So it was like, you know, Xena, Princess Leia, Ripley from Aliens. Uh, Hermione Granger from Harry Potter, Wonder Woman, of course, Arya Stark, Brienne of Tarth from Game of Thrones, and like Sarah Connor from Terminator. You know, there was just so many on there, and it was so wonderful to finally see just this montage of people that we saw as role models all in one place. And I chose this one, especially for International Women's Day this year, because I really wanted to show the important, how important representation is in every aspect of our lives, not just in boardrooms or at work, but on, you know, on television and in films, especially for young girls. So, you know, if you're a six-year-old, 10-year-old or 13-year-old girl, and you don't see someone that looks like you on television or in movies, how do you really know what possibilities are open for you, what you can aspire to, or even if you'd be accepted? And I think that comes from, you know, very early in our, lives, limits are created for young girls based on stereotypes and gender norming, and sometimes it's in our own in our own heads. So we need to celebrate these visible feminist film icons who break that mold and have actually become hugely important role models for young girls, uh, including myself, especially when there is so few women in um, leadership or leading roles. Young girls need to see women like them, who look like them, who are not disney princesses and damsels in distress um you know who are these brave women showing incredible leadership and very positive skills and young girls are not frankly they're not going to look to the corporate world or the political arena you know at age six nine or twelve they look to television and movies and books so if they see these really brave innovative badass can i say that (laughs) Um, yeah
0: you can <laughs> so the traits we talked about we talked about bravery we've talked about badass and kickass you know I think they're they're really strong aren't they like you say this isn't the damsels in this distress is that you know are these the key traits that stand out for those role models yeah
1: for me I think you know being badass, a bit of a rebel fearless and you know fearful and they're fearless all at the same time and that's what makes them so kickass and very very strong and courageous because courage is You're still afraid. You're afraid, but you still do it, isn't it? And that's that fearlessness part of it. So, you know, again, they're very, very strong feminist icons, and you want to emulate those traits. You know, when you see these these types of characters on the screen and how people all over the world react to them. So, I think, you know, at an early age, we have to start celebrating the power of this feminist film icon as a really true. Fantastic role model that they are, and,
0: and there weren't a lot of women of color in your montage, you know that. And so, there's obviously a long way to go in Hollywood, isn't there, when it comes to diversity? Because I know representation is so massively important to you.
1: Yeah, you're correct. Growing up. Um, There was, uh, we were influenced, obviously, I grew up in Canada, so I was heavily influenced by what was on American television. So there was a lot of, um, not a lot, there was some black and Hispanic and Latinx women of colour in Hollywood, but they weren't really in real protagonist or action hero roles. It was, you know, you had the Salma Hayek's and Maria Conchita Alonso. Linda Carter, who played Wonder Woman on TV, she's actually, she's mixed race. She was half Mexican, which a lot of people don't know. Um, And then there was Angela Bissett, Whoopi Goldberg, and, you know, Halle Berry. But Hollywood's never been very diverse until recently. And the global film industry, including the British film industry, have finally started to embrace these ideas of inclusion and representation and all the good that comes with it. You know they're recognizing that celebrating diverse stories broadens the audience audience base, and we really see that with the success of you know some of the Marvel movies, Black Panther, uh, Shang Chi, Crazy Rich Asians, Parasite, Slumdog Millionaire. You know like Disney's Encanto um, and Netflix series like Narcos or Squid Game or Bridgerton. It's still a long way to go, but it's really refreshing that the film industry and audiences are recognizing that representation does matter everywhere. And we need to see people like ourselves on the big screen on television and celebrate these role models for future generations.
0: And who was that one role model that you could identify with in business um, when you started your career? Were there any British Asian women or global Asian women in senior roles that you could identify with?
1: There weren't a lot in the UK or Canada, to be honest. I had, uh, you know, I work with some inspiring women more recently that I admire as role models. They weren't British Asian. And it was much later in my career, like I'm thinking of my past two CFOs here in the UK, and that was Maria Ferraro and Angela Noon, who, again, were both fearless and outspoken, assertive and so kind, and they always seem ready for battle. But I would say, you know, again, if we had to go, the business world does not reflect society very well still. And that's our job, isn't it? Or not our job, but I think that's our passion is to try to get it to that point where hopefully one day it does. British Asians, uh, you know, again, you would probably have to look to the film industry, you know, because there's such a a marked lack of of them in movies and television, especially when I was younger. You know, I was inspired by Parminder Nagra um, from Bend It Like Beckham and ER. And another British Asian actress I really, really uh, admire is Archie Punjabi, who again is from Bend It Like Beckham and East is East and The Good Wife. And they're both British Asian actresses who really, open the doors and blaze that trail for other British Asians in mainstream television and film but Again, the business world is so far behind it, isn't it?
0: And I think this is why we've got, we've just got to work harder, haven't we? We've got to work harder. We've got to be, we've got to take our responsibility as role models. We've got to unearth those role models and we've got to celebrate those successes as well, you know? And I know as well as representation and diversity, I know you are so passionate about growth mindset and shared a really fascinating article about asking for advice, not feedback. Can you explain? Oh God. Um,
1: Yeah, I shared that article on LinkedIn and and it was um, on this paradigm shift of, you know, stop asking for feedback and start, you know, asking everyone for advice. And it's really something that got, you know, the rusty cogs in my brain spinning. You know, we were always trained to keep asking our managers and teammates for feedback so we can figure out what we did wrong and fix it. And feedback really doesn't have a lot of impact on our performance. And a lot of times it actually negatively impacts us because we tend to focus on our past missteps and failures and always trying to figure out why we failed or didn't succeed. And growth mindset, on the other hand, is about thriving on the challenge and change and not seeing failure as a bad thing, but as a catalyst for growth and to develop your own abilities. So in asking for advice, you're asking about future actions. You know, how do I learn? How do I improve and grow? Instead of seeking feedback, which is really focusing on past actions and errors and analyzing and over analyzing you know you have to think about what can I do better next time or what can I try instead Um, and you know by doing that you you create this element of fearlessness you know in you about you know learning to fail and just picking yourself up and going again and I think sometimes we spend too much time on the error I love that yeah and we do
0: spend too much time on the error part of it. We do. We'll. We'll obviously. You know. We even. Even we talked about the awards prior to this. You'll always think about the, the the small things that go wrong rather than the big massive success of things. You'll always go, oh gosh, I need to fix that teeny tiny thing instead of really amplifying that good stuff. And I think so. I'm going to take. I need to take a leaf out of that. As for the. As for the advice, what can we do to improve? What can we do to really enhance? What can we do to make this better? Rather than go back and go, oh gosh, tell me everything that we did wrong. <laughs> and that's that's to party. Your, these conversations that you have as part of those bite-sized mentoring chats that you have when you're walking through the office isn't it
1: yeah and you have to you know and I think we all do this we tell everybody the advice we wish we took right it's like you know they say what do I do and I said don't dwell on it figure out the solution for the next time yeah. you you tried something didn't work try something else you know don't dwell on why it didn't work you know we have to think about progress not perfection right like just keep going
0: progress not perfection I love that and finally what's your advice to anyone out there who you want to be more Ripley or be more Princess Leia what are your top tips and your top advice for standing up and being heard oh gosh Ripley and Princess Leia were two of my biggest
1: role models as children so you know again for being badass and kick-ass and fearless so I would say um, my advice would be to trust yourself and you know let your fearless fearlessness out I think we all have it in us and you have to convince yourself that it's okay to be fearless and try something, fail at it. Just pick yourself up and keep going. And again, when I look at like Ripley or Leia, you know, you take the sci-fi aspect out of this, obviously. They're, They're just normal women in extraordinary circumstances, no superhuman strength or powers, just, you know, confident and a belief in themselves and they're fearless and they don't apologize for speaking up or making the decisions, or you know, taking over situations and bec- being in charge. And I think we neither should we. You know, they're just their fearless badass selves, and so should we.
0: Absolutely, I couldn't agree more, and I love that. I think fearless fearless has been a big word for me today so thank you so much ralph for being here today and thank you for joining in our 150th episode thank you oh congratulations yes thank you for having me if you love our episodes let us know by rating reviewing and subscribing to the podcast let your friends know about us or reach out on socials at north power women on twitter and at northern power women on all our other social media drop us a line at podcast at northernpowerwomen.com our next power up networking session where you can pay it forward and pass on your skills or gain skills and knowledge, takes place on the 16th of May over lunchtime, 12 to 1. Please sign up in the show notes, whether you're looking for advice or happy to give it. These sessions are hugely uh, impactful and we've generated something like three quarters of a million pounds in social value so far. We'd love you to sign up to our award-winning power platform and Be Heard platforms. It's all about technology. It's all about connectivity. But we are passionate about paying it forward and levelling up the media and industry uh, and events industry as well so. But for now, join me next Monday, 151st episode Hasn't Quite Got the Ring, when I'll be joined by another wonderful role model from the Northern Power Women community. I'm Simone Roche and you've been listening to the Northern Power Women podcast and what goes on media production.